So what's happening? What's happening? So we can notice changes. Now we're entering something that seems like a certain structure to it. As soon as we present those lines, what happens with that? How does that condition, how does that affect your experience? What's the knowing of that? And what's the uh, suffering in that? The stress in that? Or the proliferation around that? Mm. What's the sense of another day of this, another day of that? On how long get to the end, next thing? Feeling one has to be, feeling one has to do, feeling one can't, feeling one has to, feeling one wants to get some result. Can't get a result. Have to kind of basically bear with it. (laughs) Amazing. So what's happening? What knows what's happening? What's aware of what's happening and all the humbling qualities of that? Self is happening. Self is a happening with all its uh, flavors and colors and pressures and fears, trembling. Resistances, plans, so now we're just kind of dropping a net in the river and seeing what what we catch in the mesh, mm. not trying to block the river, see what we can catch, sort of uh, what we notice in that and can maybe pull out and release fears, hopes, projections, future, self, other people, scenarios. I have no interest in being a chess piece on a chess board moved around every time a bell goes. I do appreciate, uh, you know, things that contain qualities that nudge, uh, take me, take the jitta out of getting too preoccupied with its own fashionings. Uh, encourages community, 
respect. Respect for those who have offered us support, commitment in the face of some rough things. Patience when met with long, seemingly long times of bearing with. Turning the chitta, coaxing it away from stimulation. Difficult process. It's easier to coax a calf away from the udder than to coax a chitta away from stimulation. It just doesn't want it every now and then, it wants it all the time. Okay, and we coax that with something else to feed upon. Softer food, food of the heart. Courage, faith. Respect, deep patience, bearing with the flusters and the trembles and the things that come up. And this is really, you know, one of the qualities that gets germinated through this restraint, which doesn't get germinated otherwise. We don't have the restraint, we don't develop. Patience, or we think patience is just a grit, you know, teeth gritting exercise. It's not, it's a deep, deep process of taking it all on and dissolving the, the friction, the time boundaries, the pressures, listening deeply. And it uh, encourages this this, uh, turning towards exploration, inquiry into what's happening rather than trying to make something happen. And when we can uh, find a pathway for inquiry. You notice whatever you're inquiring into, there's always that listening, open presence, awareness. And the irony of it is, as soon as you think you've got an answer, the listening stops. (laughs) So you never want to have an answer. Because it's always that which ends up blocking, blocking that open listening awareness quality. Yet there is a stability that can occur when the citta settles into that. It's an energetic settling. Energies are no longer running out or dragging down or fraying, crumbling. 
This is called this jitta settling into its, its energies are settling. We call this samadhi. When it's knowing, is settled not into knowing anything, but just to being knowing. We call this wisdom, deep wisdom. These are the two beautiful um, fruitions that help each other and give us richness. And it's this we are germinating this. And this uh, sometimes referred to as the wilderness of the heart, the Chetukila. One reference is what's always here, what's always here no matter what the changes are. That's an inquiry that has no words on the end of it. It's a pointing, it's a turning of the chitta. And it's just good to know we can turn it. Chitta is can be turned from activities, from outgoing, from future, from abstraction, from stimulation, it can be turned. It can be turned. Uh, this turning doesn't have to be, a, you know, like wrestling a wild bull. It can be gentle steering. What's present all the time. What's here all the time. And as soon as you turn that way, then the qualities of thought, idea, mood, they kind of step back. You've got something within all that. This is meditation. This is viveka, disengagement from the proliferations, the multiplicities, sight, sound, thought, and their complexities, particularly mental complexity, into simplicity. Simplicity is calming, solidifying, comforting. You don't have to reach out for it. This is meditation. You're looking to you know, we have sitting and walking and silence an emphasis on maintaining uh, silence uh, not talking apart from me of course <laughs> why? You know, 
You don't want to make a demon out of speech, speech and beautiful treasure. Beautiful treasure of connection, warmth and encouragement. Where's it coming from? We want to know that. So we put the one of our nets, restraining net is on speech. So we filter out distractedness, preparations, agitations. And there can be an expression which is wordless, which you offer to each other just by coming together and you know supporting this form an expression of mutuality an expression of surrender an expression of patience and encouragement that we make to each other just by being here this says a lot and sometimes too many words you we miss we miss that we kind of blur we you know, we drown it so let's not make this something that's like a a brick wall structure or closing down and filtering out and putting a net in the river and what is the river? it's a uh, fundamental basis the Buddha teaches Nama Rupa Vinyana <laughs> sometimes it's easier in Pali Strangely enough, once you really get a feeling for it. <laughs> vinyana, rupa, nama, nama, rupa, vinyana. <laughs> two kind of fairly uh, passive qualities, form, visual form, generally, but it can also mean mental form, an object, something. Why is there something? Why does something happen? Because you're conscious of it. There's consciousness, visual consciousness, auditory consciousness, and so forth. So these are the six folds of consciousness. And they present forms. Nothing to see, no visual consciousness. No visual consciousness, no form is experienced visually. Uh, Nama, the all the activities and handling and uh, feeling and resonating and adjusting and attending and in, inclining and wavering and interpreting and all that, yeah, all that. <laughs> and this is, you know. That's what's manifesting. Mm. 
They're in the teaching, when there's ignorance, then there's these activating forces, conditioning forces, sankara, that touch, throw the jitta, so it rushes out, and this uh, starts naming everything. Starts interpreting and adjusting and attending and inclining and starts doing all that and suddenly we're in a world of that's there and he's this and tomorrow's that and yesterday was that and I think that and she thinks I'm this and I don't see why I should have to do that and oh, I want one of those and that'd be nice and yeah and what's that doing and I'm focusing on this and remembering that and all the naming starts buzzing away and uh, in this consciousness and consciousness shatters uh, to a world of here and there me and you should and shouldn't and suffering the arising of suffering and with the ceasing it's not we're going to become unconscious not see anything, hear anything, touch anything, but this crazed, impulsive activity of jitta can stop seeing. There's a kind of openness about it. There's no naming in it. No, all that, just seeing, hearing, So know what you're trying to incline towards is jitta can turn and you can turn it to be turned encouraged not so much away from the senses themselves but away from this feverish or grinding activation within it gnashing and surging and sinking. It's only suffering we're trying to bring to an end, not sense consciousness per se. So you can use seeing, hearing, touching, walking, simple. And use them as just that's that, and where are that, and how is that? So, we take example of visual consciousness. We are primarily visual and mental as human beings, we're not great sniffers, like dogs. So you can use that, here is visual consciousness, within that there are colours, there are shapes, there is movement, stillness, but all that's within visual consciousness and you can just keep opening, settling back into, there's the play and I'm not 
engaging. Now, what we notice is that pretty much the eyes are quite happy just to be open. If they get tired or sore, you can close them or roll them a little bit. Half turn the visual gaze slightly down. There's something they're pulling to find something to focus on. That's called intention. And attention is the focus. Somebody wants to focus on that detail. What we're attracted to. Details within that. We're attracted because it gives something to feed on, some stimulation of pleasure. Or we're attracted because it irritates us. Just like a, you know, you can have a tiny splinter in your finger <laughs> and that finger is the only part of your body <laughs> you know and everything your attention is around strong stimulation can we know that as Nama, qualities of Nama or contact, feeling, perception, attention, intention. You know, it's that pull towards something that gives us a bit more feeling, a stronger feeling. Or something to activate, get going on. Notice that, and gently widening. Back to the whole picture. Take a breath or two. Releasing that urge. This is the way you can cultivate your eyes open. Why? Why not? Why do we always take it as a, as a default? We have to have our eyes closed. There's nothing the Buddha ever said we had to. Most of the time we walk around with our eyes open, I hope. And it's good to know because the eyes are a very good focus. You can go down to fine points, you can open up to the white, you can do it pretty easily. It's pretty easy to learn focusing through the eyes because they are our primary focal organs. Wide focus, notice the pull, interest. We're not demonizing that, it could be just curiosity, it could be compassion, you see something hurt, you know. You know, there's an intention, skillful or unskillful. You begin to note these things. Why? Because the very act of noticing by itself, with no other judgment at all, immediately, that's that. And what does the noting? What is aware of that? Why? Visual, taking that as an example, because there's a lot less intense history, and in that, trees, stones, birds, clouds, 
much more comfortable than memories, hurts, sore spots. Uh, And the default, by and large for people, is if the eyes close, you go into the mind. Are you ready for that? Do you want to get that ability to turn and shift Jujitta pretty fit before you enter into the jungle? Not a bad idea, is it really? It's a try in the back garden before you go into the deep jungle. Of course, you know, long story is it's in the deep jungle you find the really quality stuff. And you become strong and rich. But you want to get fit. And how else? Use the body because body is exceptionally useful. Meditation. There it is all the time. Once you get out of the pain of it, we can alleviate the pain of it to a degree, the discomfort. Because not only if you get the openness of the body, the whole body, just like the whole visual field, that's your focus body you're also touching to something that has uh, an energy of its own and there are only two (laughs) consciousnesses that have that one is the mental but even that is really stimulated by jitta by intention body has an independent energy so it gives you something to counteract the pull, the drive, the tumbling. The body got its own energy. And so it acts like a counterbalance, counterweight, a countercurrent. Oh yeah. This is very useful. But as it says, you enter the body in the body, not in your idea of the body, not from a visual body, not from your theory of the body, your anatomical diagrams of bones and marrow, and or your visual appearance, what it looks like in the mirror. You enter into the body in the body's own terms. Body's own terms are elements, warmth, movement, breathing, space, opening, firmness, earth, cohesiveness. It all flows together. And you only want to encourage that when you walk, everything walks together. When you sit, everything is 
in the sitting. It's not just the head sitting on top of a nothing, sitting on top of a jumbled heap. You sit with your entire body, your fingertips, palms, the hands, center of your back, throat, all of it. Yeah. And then it's, uh, you know, opening it up. The energies can flow properly, and then they act as both a, a counterbalance to the impulsiveness of the jitta sankara, the mental conditioning force, the mental activations. And it's also comforting. Because there's this gift, breathing in, breathing out. Doesn't go on strike, doesn't say you didn't pay me enough, it keeps going, gift. Gift of refreshing, steadying, soothing, suffusing energy. Have some of that. (laughs) Also, it's something that helps to wean the jitta. So you're not just dumping into, from stimulation into void, but something medium, it's called the fine material. Coarse material is sense sense contact. Fine material is energy. It's suppler, it's softer, it's more shapeless. It's got a subtle form to it. Fine material form, energy. And of course, it's got its own, when you get into that, it's got a certain radiance to it. Uh, a luster, uh, kind of warming effect. That's, that's a nice gift for a Sunday morning, yeah. Uh, but you've got to um, do some work for that. Yeah. And it's really, you know, tethering. You know, tethering can be seen as both a ungratifying restraint. Oh, I can't. It also would be a beautiful connecting. Just like the structure of retreat can be seen as a rather tedious container. You've got a, you know, like a soul imprisonment. We can't go out and do what we want, when we want. It also can be seen as a, we connect. We connect to a shared purpose, we connect to a lineage, we connect to a tradition, we connect to Buddha, we connect to the millions of people throughout history who've done just this. And are doing it now. Through this.
this uh, ongoing sangsara. And this is important because it does help us to, uh, we know what we're in, really in. And a certain resolve comes up with that. I want to carry my weight. Everybody else is carrying theirs. I want to carry mine. Resolve. It's not, you know, willful in that negative sense, but it's a sense of dignity and purpose. And these are gestures that turn the chitta, turning the chitta around from the stimulation, the abstract, the should, could, want to, what will happen next, and all that, turning it around. The beginning, beginning that's a continual need to keep turning it turning it back and it will turn when it turns and it knows why it's turning this is about resolve this is about refuge this is about all the truth this is about something very intimate alive and it firms up And this is the beginning of concentration. And the nursery of wisdom. And concentration is not focusing on some particular point. It's a concentration of the heart. And so we begin. We remind ourselves. Refuge, faith, resolution, path. And uh, but this is not just a verbal thing. To me, I look around, I see other human beings, I get it. I get it. I get resolution. I want to think of what it takes to keep this whole thing going I get commitment I get it I get patience I get it and so this is not oblivion we're not looking in the sense well or disregarding it but getting the message of it skillful message will turn the jitta Basically, in on itself. It's always been searching for something without realizing what it searches for is within itself. And so, this is the needed turn of intention.
and you use your meditation forms as is appropriate sometimes it's just uh, you just sit there with your eyes open breathing out, breathing in just letting the river flow through and don't get caught in the twigs, rocks and plastic bottles and get stuck in the net river slows down a little bit clears a little bit you come into body breathing once you get into that you're on your way and you trust the process you know what it means to focus you know what it means to refine you know what it means to purify yeah and then you're just learning from the river as you're in it. Learning from it as you're in it. So let's take some time for direct practice. You know, entering this uh, construction in a suitable way and using it to turn, support the turn and firm up. Hey, Mom.